Hello and welcome to episode number 254 of the Applog Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today is a short and sweet one. It's featuring the best clips of 2019. Uh, every episode I do, I do about one a week. Um, generally, when something really catches my fancy, I... I capture it and I take it and I put it in a different folder and I bring it out. And eventually in the past four or five years, I've had people on the show to kind of briefly talk about what's happening. But I'm going to try something different this year. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, I'm just going to play the clips. I'm going to introduce you to you who's saying the clip and then you can hear it. And I wonder if it's going to have the same amount of uh, the same effect as it did when I first captured it. But anyways, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, Every episode, I, I mention that we have an Amazon affiliate program, and this is no different. You can shop on Amazon by going to applelock.ca slash Amazon, applelock.ca slash US Amazon. You can do the old-fashioned way by going to applelock.ca, and you'll click on those banners located on the right side, whether you're from Canada, the United States, or Great Britain. Every time you shop on Amazon, you can use those bookmarked links, and you'll be supporting the show. It costs you no extra money. You can support me on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. So yeah, every every year I manage to capture a little bit of something, a little bit of magic, and I put it in a folder. It should be called Best of Night 2019. It should be called Magic in a Folder. It's a good indie band from, I think, from the 70s, I think. Magic in a Folder? No. Horrible name. Like I said, thanks so much for listening to this show week in, week out. I've skipped a few weeks here and there based on the fact that I... I've been busy with my job and busy with family, but I appreciate everybody coming back week after week and listening to these shows. Here it is, the greatest of 2019 or magic in a folder on the Upload Podcast. Adam Sewell. The great thing about, you know, the music industry in 2019 is it's the Wild West. You know, it really is. It's it's it I, I see it as as being great in that the rules are, are gone primarily. Um, there isn't one way of doing anything. There are there's you, you can make this up as you go along, and every artist is their own micro industry onto themselves. You know, there isn't a music industry. There are a million industries. Chuck D of the Salads and I Mother Earth. None of us as kids ever thought past like 35 maybe or 40. Like right. you never, I never had a dream that reached that far. Wow. Right. So yeah. when you get to 40 and you're still doing it, it's like, whoa, like <laughs> yeah. it's still happening, right? Like Daryl Hers of CD Baby and indie week a lot of times people will brainstorm thinking of oh well this will be all good and great but they don't realize all the work that's going to take to put something on so when i'm thinking ideas or brainstorming i i think what's the end result and i work myself back and if there's too many moving parts too many steps or a lot of things that the budget could creep really easily it's not worth it 
David Bottrell, record producer. One of the things that they what, that, that people uh, don't realize with the old system of uh, developing your craft as an intern at a studio, you not only learn from multitude of engineers of how to do things, you also built connections with people and you built contacts. You built, you know, you started, you were working on things. And then when the band came back and they were just doing some demos so they didn't need to hire the engineer, well, they used you. John Redman. Everything is word of mouth now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. They call it trusted, trusted connoisseurship. Hmm. There's so much shit out there now that all I listen to is recommendation. Mike Miller. It's not like we set out to make a really like gloomy record. Um, it's just gloomy sounds good, you know? And I, I think like a lot of, um, a lot of people are just trying so hard to be happy yeah. these days. And, and they, you know, they, they, take that for granted sometimes and they don't really appreciate that there's there can be beauty and sadness nick woods from direct hit cool media is something that demands a great deal of engagement from an audience because it it doesn't engage your senses like completely like you have to like imagine something or you have to really think about it while you're doing it you know Mm -hmm. versus hot media which provides everything for you all at once you know what you're talking about, I think, is a pretty good example of that, where the a lot of the media that's consumed over in Europe has been and continues to be stuff like books or records. And it's not like, like you're saying, MTV, where it's music and video and personalities talking at you, <laughs> you know, like the whole time. And I think that's why it is that it's it's a lot more difficult to engage with people in the U.S. because they're 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 fed stuff you know, and they don't really have to work to consume whatever it is that they're consuming. It's just, it's handed to them on a silver spoon a lot of the time. Ron Hawkins from Lowest of the Low. You know, I, I love the fact that we have a gold record for Lowest of the Low uh, for Shakespeare and My Butt, but, and I look at it after 18, 17, 18 records or whatever, and as long as I've been in it, as this has always been an experiment for me, and I, I'm completely divided at this point in my life, and I'm not being disingenuous when I say that, as that I feel like it's one point one part massive success and one point massive failure. Ryan Dix from Old Wives. There's something to be said, like if you can put out a record, put out a second, put out a third and just keep going. Like it's, you know, uh, not to say that, you know, these people that, you know, put out records, one record and fall apart, you know, don't like music. Obviously they do, but um, it's just one of those things like how, you know, keeping yourself relevant and keeping yourself fresh and, and wanting to keep moving forward after, you know, I remember when the wives put out there, our first record, it was like, cool, man, we're going to sell so many copies of these. Oh, we didn't sell hardly any copies of those. Stephen Bradley. I think part of it was the, 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 the things that I sort of didn't, you know, you sort of say, Oh, we'll just kind of, you know, throw down and do it. But, um, not only are you kind of sort of playing all the, parts but you've got to write all those parts yeah and and you know kind of sit back and listen to them come up with the bass part and go okay well how is that well that's not very good (laughs) like we should probably do something better than that yeah yeah (laughs) you know and then work on that for work on that for a while yeah so so developing the actual parts um you know that played into it as well you know i don't think the writing process was stagnant at all in fact i sort of think when push came to shove and I finally said, okay, this is it. We're moving forward and we're going to 
just set aside time to solely write. Like there's no other sessions, no other people, no other business, no nothing. Just yeah. coming to work to write every day. And finally, Tina Velpa. We need to stop living in the shadows of our subgenres mm-hmm. because this is there's there's a much greater connection here musically than than people realize and and, and not just you know, not just talking in the you know not in the essence of just punk and swing or, or punk and, and and you know big band jazz but like that there there is people are you know the, the more divided up things get you know speaking in terms of you know all the different subgenres of punk rock and all the different subgenres of rock and this and that like everybody's kind of kind of in their own corner and everybody thinks that every little small subgenre is like its own thing and then anything that isn't anything that isn't is outside of their little bubble is, is weird and there it is short and sweet episode of the podcast clocking in at just under 10 minutes i think uh, it doesn't, there's no restrictions i mean we're not dealing with you know there's no rules podcast can be nine minutes long it's no big deal so week after week ever like i said week after week I'll capture this stuff and um put it in a folder listen to it later and then try to pull something out of it and i just figured just play it it's good all that's good stuff everybody that says cool stuff uh, gets to be put in a folder so what's up for 2020 well sad news actually mr neil pert drummer of rush passed away on the 7th and uh um, this is affecting a lot of people like a lot of people and it's affecting me in a way that I didn't think it could you know never met Neil Peart I never knew him but I knew his music I knew everything that he did I'd followed Rush since I was a seven year old kid and um, there's no words really to describe you know cancer sucks and uh, it'll be it'll be a loss it's a loss to the music business even though he'd been kind of dormant for the past couple of years but I had brain cancer for, you know, for two and a half years. He'd only been retired for about five, so he had two years of just nothing and then sick. Only the good die young, 67 years old, rest in peace, Neil Kurt. Um, I hope everybody has a nice and strong and healthy 2020, and uh, stay on the right side of the dirt. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye.
Sergi